Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Today is Franchise Tag Day in the National Football League. It runs through March 7th, and this is Headlines with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Thanks for joining us here on Your Home of America's Team, 105.3 The Fan. Let me give you the figures for each position. I actually want to do a Tony Pollard poll question. Maybe you can put it out there, Roberto. I'll do it right now. The Cowboys insider. And I'm going to predict, RJ, that the Tolos want Tony Pollard franchise tagged. Oh, I I think they will. Okay. I I think they they would. We'll tell you why. uh, we'll, We'll have you tell them why it's the wrong decision momentarily. Here we go. If you're a quarterback who gets tagged, Lamar... 32 million. Running back, Pollard, 10. Wide receiver, 19.7. Tight end, Dalton Schultz, 11. Offensive line, 18. DN, 19.7. Same as receiver. D tackle, 18.9. Linebacker, 21. 21 million for your linebacker, Choppy. More Mm. than receiver. More than defensive end. Cornerback, 18. Safety, 14. Kicker slash punter, 5. Bobby, do they they put, so on that linebacker number, Mm -hmm. do they consider outside linebackers who are edges as linebackers when it comes to franchise tags? Yeah. That's the that's the problem is that some guys who would be considered that's how the Cowboys tried to argue Demarcus Lawrence's contract when they were giving it to him initially was the top paid edge rushers were all outside linebackers like Von Miller and the Cowboys tried to say well, look by league definition those guys are linebackers you're a defensive end so we're we're paying you like one of the top defensive ends and Demarcus Lawrence is like yeah but the highest paid guys are all this and they play and they they just happen to be in those schemes so yeah the league will include that but that mm. means if you're a middle linebacker, you're Leighton Vanderash. Yeah, you're getting tagged with the inclusion of somebody like Von Miller. So this just says offensive linemen. Do they not separate guards and tackles? I think they used to separate tackles. I don't think wow. they do anymore. So if a guard gets franchised, they're going to benefit from a tackle salary. Holy cow. Yeah. All right, Choppy. Obviously, the big topic around here is going to be Tony Pollard. You've talked about it. You've mentioned it. Tell us why they should not franchise tag one of their top two weapons offensively. Because you could find him, you could find 85% of him in the sixth round. Because the leading rusher in the Super Bowl was taken in the seventh round. Because we've seen this time and time again. Uh, I, don't, I think I don't know who posted this on social media, uh, but it goes around every year. Oh, and, the great Marcus Mosher. Oh, yes, the great Marcus Mosher. That's right. Yeah, every year it's posted. The leading rusher in the Super Bowl makes less than $2.5 million a year for the Super Bowl winner. Uh, you just don't need it. You know, it's much better to get 85% of a guy at 15% the salary than it is to pay him. We've already made the same mistake. Why would you make the same mistake? They did the right thing with DeMarco Murray, letting him go, uh, and then they made that mistake with Zeke. It was a mistake to sign Zeke. Yes. We're in the same situation with Pollard, man. It'd be a mistake to sign him. Now, he might not get the same kind of money that Zeke got. He won't. But how about just franchise him for one year? The Chiefs can afford to franchise tag a running back because when you have an elite quarterback, you can get away with that. When you don't, you've got to maximize the value of every position on the field. I, I just can't. I'm out. So you've said you're out on Bijan Robinson. Uh-huh. Would you rather franchise tag Pollard for 10 or draft Bijan Robinson in the first and he'd probably make three million this Neither. year. Neither. He wants to draft Neither. someone in the yeah. sixth. But but if you had to if those were the options, the Cowboys said, well we're either going to take Bijan at twenty six, which he won't get there, but we're going to take him at twenty six or we're going to franchise tag Pollard. Bijan. Bijan's cheaper. You're locked in for Longer. four years minimum. 
But the, but yeah, uh, I would rather I would give me the legs, give me the fresh legs. Okay. I mean, I respect the. Well, I don't. I mean, I kind of respect your question, but his take <laughs> is even more extreme and better because he said just draft one in the fifth. And yeah. Now, where do you stand on it, franchising Pollard or not? Um, like I mean, if they have the cap, here's the problem: you have to use, I believe it's up to ninety percent of the cap. So you've you've got to use cap space regardless. They're going to free some up with all their switches and their releases. Mm-hmm. So they that money's got to be spent somewhere to some extent. There's plenty of other places for them to spend it. Right. But if they just look at it as, do we want to get involved in a three-year deal with this potential free agent risk or this or that? Or, hey, to go to that cap, we are just going to spend right here. We're going to, we'll, we'll lock him up for just a single year, $10 million. I don't hate it if they have the space to do it. I hate it if it's... Man, we got a franchise tag because we got to look into this long-term contract negotiation. That's what I don't want. Well, we got to give money to Odell. Yeah, we got to pay Beckham. That's going to happen. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let RJ show me the way. Uh, he has been the Moose Johnston for the running back discussion. He was early out ahead. Just follow him and, until he's wrong. Until we uh until we get stopped for a loss. So I'm gonna agree that Tony Pollard should not be franchised even though I'm scared of losing his dynamic ability. He's dynamic. He's dynamic. He's explosive. He's a home run hitter. He can yeah. catch the football. I hope, you know, I hope you can get that in the fourth, fifth. I, I know you probably can. I'm just scared. You can. This is a, this is a good running back class. And then, I mean, where was Tony Pollard picked? Fourth, fourth. round. So now he was not great first year. No, he was. They didn't want to use oh, him. They didn't use like, him. Like if you, I mean, that's the thing is if you love Tony Pollard so much that you want to, hit him with the franchise tag, or you want to work out an extension, why didn't you love him the first three years where you could have actually used him with your aging fullback? Here is Cowboys insider Todd Archer on yesterday with the G-Bag Nation. Has Zeke indeed played his last game as a Cowboy? Heading into the combine, that's my gut feeling, is that he's played his last snap as a Cowboy. And I, and I use history a little bit as a guide, right? I mean, let's DeMarcus Ware in 2013, Des Bryant in 2000, oh gosh, when was Des? 2018, 19, 18, yes. whatever year it was with Des. The Cowboys didn't even make offers to keep those guys on pay cut deals because they didn't want to insult them by giving them offers so low. And I could see the same thing happening when the Cowboys talk with Zeke at the combine that they're going to say, hey, see what you can get out there and, and good luck to you. You have a lot of money in that, in that running back room if you're going to use a franchise tag. On Tony Pollard, that's ten point nine or ten point oh nine million. Let's just call it ten point one million. Um, what number makes sense for the Cowboys to bring Zeke back? I think it's extremely low. And what number does it make sense for Zeke to want to come back? His effect on the locker room to me would be too. It's too great to have him back on such a low contract. It's it makes more sense to just cut bait and let him uh, continue his career somewhere somewhere else. Do you think that that's the case that um, it, the the other players would be upset with the organization for lowballing him and having him come back? Is that how, is that how he's saying it? So I know it was a little, it was a little awkward in 2019, I believe it was. Uh, Sean Lee had come back on a lower deal and had clearly been relegated to kind of backup status, and because of that, Sean Lee felt like on his own, not any sort of pouting thing. Sean Lee felt like. All right, I'm not up in front for this team now. They need a leader to come from that group. So he tried to step back and let other guys step up and be leaders. So I'm wondering if that's more what what Todd is inferring there is that if Zeke's not going to be paid like one of the top guys on the team, he's not got a starting role, that it doesn't make a lot of sense for Zeke to be one of your leaders as a guy who's getting 10 touches a game. Now let's ask, what will they do? What what, what, What will Jerry and Steven do knowing them? My assumption is that they're probably going to tag him to sign him long-term. That's my fear. I think they'll tag him, and he'll eventually go. He won't get a long-term deal. I think they'll, they've will they learned their Zeke lesson, but they're too terrified not to have. Once he got hurt, the Niner game was over. Done. Finished. Right, right, but it is easier to replace him today than it was in the middle of a Niner game. Like, you could find a way to replace him now. Like, in the middle of the Niner game, your well, only replacement for him was Zeke and Davis. Well, I think they'll draft someone, too. They yeah. should draft someone no matter what. What will they do, Bobby Bell, prediction? Um, they will They will probably just tag him, let him play out this year, and, and be done. 
Um, because, I mean, gosh, how old is he going to be at the end of that? He'll be around the 27 mark. 27? Yeah, because this is his 20, age 26 year. So coming up, he'll be 26 this year. So by the end of the season, you'll be talking about paying a 27-year-old running back, which no. I don't think they want to do after what happened with DeMarco Murray. Early results, 52-48 at Bobby Belt TX on Twitter. 52% saying tag him, 48% saying no. So this is going to be a juicy poll question. Oh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, I, I really hope they learn their West. You know, the other thing is, is and, and the Cowboys don't believe in this philosophy, but, you know, you also don't have to try to get better every year. You could, you could purposely, you know, take a step back at individual positions. Loser mentality, Chubby. Jerry, uh, you got a, time it, it's for a, a bad It's time. a salary cap mentality. Yeah. The the Chiefs did the same thing and just won a Super Bowl. They purposely got worse at the wide receiver position knowing they'd still be okay. They'd find somebody else. It, it, you know, this team drafts too well to not trust the draft. Ooh, a lot of, that's a lot, though. That's it a is. lot to put on your scouting staff to say. Because then when they, they have a Kelvin Joseph, then everybody's complaining at them regardless of how well they've done overall. It's like supplement a little. Yeah. Give, give your scouting staff a little bit of help. Ridiculous. Because it's it's just it's not fair to go, here's the seven picks. Go get me five future starters. That's not realistic. And they've done yeah. it a lot. Yep. But it's just a ridiculous ask. The Clippers, another Western Conference opponent for the Mavericks, add Russell Westbrook. The Mavs <laughs> are... Oh, <laughs> Everyone in the media loves this move. You're laughing. You're mocking. I'm surprised at this because I've I've seen. Well, here's why. Number one, point guard need. Number two, uh, you never know when Paul George and Kawhi are going to play. So now you have someone who at least is going to give you uh, uh, minutes. No doubt. It's funny because I I was listening to some NBA radio yesterday and they were killing this move. Mm. Saying that, first of all, this is Paul George driven. Yeah, Paul George is like a big advocate of Russ and OKC. And and Kawhi is like, all right, fine. Like, they are, they're worse today. And everybody's saying they're a worse team today. Worse. Because of this. Because in order for Russell Westbrook to score, he has to have, not to score, but to be effective, he has to have the ball in his hands. Which means that the ball is now in the lesser of three players' hands. More often than not. Um, and and the, the most efficient lineup the Clippers have is George, Kawhi, and Terrence Mann, where they are, like, lethal over the last dozen or so games they've played together. And now you're going to reduce that. Terrence Mann's going to go to the bench now and not get nearly as much play time. They need to play more with him, not less. Terrible. Terrible. So I guess they're, they're, they've they're gotten over their hurt feelings for each other, Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Because remember, when he left OKC for the Clippers as a free agent, there was this, what a traitor. Russell Westbrook feels betrayed and, like, he thought they had a good thing going here and... And look at him, he just dips. But yeah, it's uh, the, the report yesterday was Paul George and also Marcus Morris like really campaigning hard. Like, we got to get him here, bring him here in the building. The man Leonard George lineup, their offensive rating when they're on the floor together is a 127, which is like almost 30% better than league average. Good. 61% effective field goal percentage. Uh, 43% from beyond the arc. They're plus 42 on the plus minus in 284 minutes, which is... You know, each game has 240 minutes in it from from all five players. Um, like that's, it's, it's a tremendous combination. And they're going to get rid of that, be, and they're going to get a worse player. Mavs Spurs on Thursday. Stars Chicago tomorrow. The Stars are struggling. They've lost four straight. Their last game was a four-one loss to last place Columbus. Oh, that was a bad game. That was on what Saturday night. That was a terrible loss for the Stars. So Stars Chicago tomorrow. Mavs Spurs on. Thursday headlines here on DFW Sports Station. Thanks for being a Tolo. We're going to bring back Mike Fisher at 8 o'clock to talk about this little cowboy CJ Stroud rumor that he started. So Fish will join us at 8 o'clock, but it's time for the new Tuesday segment, Ask Reddit. Can you know in one minute, one minute, you're not going to get along with someone? What hobby is an immediate red flag and what ingredient instantly ruins a sandwich for you. Ask Reddit next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? What's up, gentlemen? Yo. Yep. And ladies listening. Yeah, I, I treat gentlemen a little bit like dudes. Like, what's up, dudes? Like, everybody's everybody's a dude. Everybody's gentlemen. Yeah. I'm not addressing you guys specifically, but... We're going to play some... Uh, so you would walk into a room full of ladies and say, what's up, dudes? Yes. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. And I would walk into a room, like, just like I would walk into a room of guys and I might go like, what's up, ladies? I would say, what's up, ladies, to guys. Yeah, for, yeah I would say that too. Which is a general dude's yeah. like... Dudes, dude. Dude, is, everybody's a dude. No, you're not. Go no, back, you go, wouldn't. Go back. I would. You go. would not walk into a room full of women. They're like, all right, Cowboys insider uh, Bobby Bell is going to be joining us here. If you're uh, interested in football, uh, more interested, and you walk in and go, hey, dudes. I would go, hello, ladies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not happening. I've called women bro. I call Sarah bro all the time. Yeah, I'd say bro. Yeah, that's different with someone you're dating or that you're married to. Okay, like depending on the social setting, I would do it. If I'd walk into a a a party or something like that, or it's like, hey, have y'all met Bobby or whatever, then I might. And if it's, I might go, sup, dudes. Like, just I would do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We're gonna ask Reddit. Maybe that's the next ask Reddit question. Yeah. Can you say dudes to women? Reddit, of course, as uh, we touched on last week, it is a uh, very popular internet forum, and and Ask Reddit is their most popular page. It's got like 40 million subscribers to it, and they always ask interesting questions that we want to get the thoughts of everybody here on the show about, and uh, also you on the truckwreck.com fan text, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. First one that's been getting a lot of interaction there on Reddit the last couple weeks. Have you ever listened to a person talk for less than a minute and known you weren't going to get along with that person. And what did they say? Sean? Mm. What an interesting question. I went on a date once where I found out pretty quickly that she was very political. Oh. And I knew that I'd be calling the Uber in about 35 minutes to escape. And that was under a minute. Or just was it within like five? Can, can it be like sure, sure, just within like the first minute, or the topic of conversation took a minute? Like within the first minute, I knew I wouldn't get along with someone. I guess the biggest test for this, I don't know, it may be Uber drivers, it may be Lyft drivers, depending on how they greet, or you know, if they don't let me like bring you know my red solo cup in the car, we're not gonna get along instantly <laughs> like that. <laughs> but topic wise, I feel like I can get along with anybody. I can overlook it. It doesn't. It doesn't set me off. I can. I can go around it. So I don't know what topics could be brought up in the first minute that we wouldn't get along. Get along versus like be friends. Yeah. You know that's different. I, you know, like there have been situations where like I've been talking to someone and like their mouth or nose made a whistling sound when they <laughs> talked. And I'd be like, I'm just out. I can't. I can't be friends with this person. I would drive myself crazy. So you couldn't be friends with Mike McCarthy. <laughs> well, he just breathes heavily, right? I mean, like uh, it sounds like someone's playing a flute through their deviated septum. And by the way, I'm finding myself unfortunately breathing harder. And I'm like, when I recorded the Bobby drunk lobby video, I don't know whether I was laughing or whether I'm just congested. Mm-hmm. But I hear myself breathe. My wife is like. You got to hold the phone farther away from you. <laughs> so I got I got it going yeah. on too, Coach. Yeah, it happens. Um, or like you know, you could tell in the first minute the person's story that they're telling to you 
is completely bogus and you're like, okay, I, I can't. Yes. Most of the time for me, it's appearance. If I don't like, if I don't like your glasses, like so I, I saw, I'm gonna do that. Those, you know, Jake Jarmel glasses, Sean. You remember that from Seinfeld? I just can't do it. Like I, I can't these these artsy glasses. I'm out. I'm out on that. Here's one that's interesting from the four six nine. I don't know why, but for me, if all you do is talk about where you went to college, I'm pretty much done with you. I don't, that that I don't, can be. I don't care about that. Well, I, days at Harvard. Here's, here's yeah. so this is. This, we don't know anyone that has gone to Harvard. This, this is the perfect question for me because. First introductions, first meetings are, I'm going to fill in a lot of gaps instantly yeah. based off of talking to you for a couple of minutes. And one of, uh, I know one of these ones that really stood out to me was there was a, a girl that I was introduced to. It wasn't even, it was my uh, cousin's girlfriend. He was introducing me to her for the first time and said hi. About 30 seconds in, somebody made a joke and I realized, oh, she doesn't laugh when she thinks something's funny. She just screams screams yeah like so if she thought thought something was funny she just go ha! that's how she would la- and she would not just laugh and she did it like three more times yeah. the next and i was like i will i'm sorry i'm not a bad laugh i will never never want to be around you because i'm too funny and i can't hear <laughs> screaming all the time yeah. you know what i mean you know a racial statement i don't know how many people have the balls to make a racist statement all in right. the first minute of conversation i'd be out on that um but i'm i'm interested I thought you were saying that you had a racial statement to make. I was like, wait, where's he going with no, this? No, no, no. Oh, no. If that person makes one of the first 60 seconds. But Autoflex uh, fan text, truckwreck.com text line, excuse me. Truckwreck.com text line. Autoflex is back, by the way, so that's why it was in my mind. Yep. Um, what would be the topics of conversation to turn people off? And what did Reddit say? Uh, well, from the Fantex two and four, got a lateral uh, promotion, which or got a lateral, which was supposed to be a promotion. First sentence out of manager's mouth, even though he said it jokingly, was we don't give raises over here. That would probably make me go, oh, okay, yeah, I, I yeah. don't really want to work well, with I mean, you. Look, was you, it an you, Odyssey manager? Odyssey? Yeah, <laughs> it's, same thing happens here. Uh, the, some of the Reddit answers uh, told me, yeah, all women are bees, you included. No offense. Somebody said that within the first okay. minute of getting it. Yeah. You don't scare me. Uh, wasn't trying to scare you in the slightest yeah. is what somebody said here. I mean, you got to really go over the top to have I, me eliminate you in the first minute. I think anybody who it doesn't even have to be a topic of conversation. I guess it's more an energy for me. If you just believe within the first minute, like you can talk to me like we're already like tight or you can address me like we're buddies and like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm like, it's like, all right, I'm not. You, you've assumed way too much in this relationship already, and I'm I, not. I like I'm not that. gonna let you. You do? Yeah. You like the like we're we're already like best of friends now. It's sure, a, man. I'm too old to make new friends. Here, like, let's just go right to the middle of it. I'm, here, I'm in. Here's where it's a little bit different. Eight one seven Mello from Waxahachie says the I got a joke for you guy within the first minute. That's mm, choppy. Yeah. Eight one seven. I start every relationship <laughs> hating the person. They have five minutes to change my mind. Man, I like dang. it. Kind of. Four six nine. Smell of bad breath. Oh, yeah, that's that not a topic. That's now, not saying something. Now, now, I will say, it does not matter, kind of like what you said. It doesn't matter to me what their position is. If they are talking to me about politics in the first minute, I'm like, this is going to be way too taxing of a relationship, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And so, I, I'm not in on that. But in general, I remember, this was not something somebody said to me. My wife had just made a new friend, and they'd been buddies for a little bit. What's his name? Uh, No, I don't remember. Uh, this was like five, six years ago, and she goes... uh. So you, you haven't found a reason to hate her yet? I was like, I haven't met her. What do you mean I haven't found a reason to hate her? And she's like, well, I just figured you would have already looked on my Facebook page and found something you didn't like about her. I was like, no, I wouldn't. And then after she said, I was like, I should go look at her Facebook page. My so wife. then I went and looked at it, and the first thing I saw in there was she sold uh, Plexus to her Facebook friends with posts. Plexus? Plexus. And I saw that, and I was like, mm. What is Plexus? It's like a one of these, like... It's a weight loss thing, but it's like a like a pyramid scheme. It's because it's, it's yeah, it's a little yeah. bit like uh, you know, let me you, let me tell you about NFTs or whatever. Like right. they 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 are or that's AMC. all they can talk about. And so when I saw that, I was like, man, you're right. I would probably never get along with this person. My wife always tells me I'm way too naive, way too trusting. You know, I want to believe that people are good to start off, and she's very skeptical and pessimistic and and cynical. Uh, so she's always going negative to start. You, you got to prove yourself to her, and I'm always going positive. I got to get burned in order to go ahead and turn. Now, the on the interaction of treating it like we're bros, I will say the only exception for that 
is when we do like the fan events because like the listeners do know me like they know me and we interact with that and so i do feel like they've got a better handle on it than instead of just a blind introduction to a friend next one for you here sean Peyton, Peyton, by the way do you have any to this um i mean this might not be the first minute but real quick like if a girl you know says compares me to her ex or something like oh yeah. you remind uh, me of, of my ex and stuff i'm like i'm already out yeah you a lot of people on dates say you know that first minute don't be like so why are you single or like what happened in the last relationship don't open up that door in the first oh, date i did that in the first minute of a date and now that you're quick. married yeah it wasn't to her uh <laughs> next question what hobby is an immediate red flag rj choppy Oh, grilling. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, hobby uh, is immediate red flag. I don't know. I don't think there is one. Oh, I've got one. Go ahead. Taxidermy. Like hunting? Just the like obsession with like, oh yeah, these are all the animals I've said. Not just the hunting thing. I mean like in general, like it doesn't have to be like the moose that you hung up on the wall or whatever you did. I don't know. You're allowed to kill mooses is that allowed i don't know is the plural but of moose moose or meese it's i think it's mooses i don't know truckwreck.com fan text will let us know it's but moose. i think taxidermy is like an obsession we knew somebody growing up who uh my parents knew him. we went over to their house one time and they had like squirrels and stuff that were that they you don't stuffed. like hunters no i just think it's weird to stuff squirrels and keep them around like they're they're stuffed animals for you i mean they're literal stuffed animals so that taxidermy to me is is an odd obsession. Red Sean? flag. Hmm. I need some suggestions on this one to see if I agree or disagree. Yeah, with I certain agree. Ones. You know, I don't particularly love. You know, like, you know, it's it's, it's not it's not a red flag, but you know, gun guy, gun carrying guy. I'm like, okay, you know, like we were in a restaurant in Midlothian over the weekend, and oh. we, someone made a T, this guy's a diehard TCU fan, and someone made a TCU joke, and they're like, are we allowed to joke about the national championship? And he, like, he raised his shirt, and he's like, yeah, keep joking. I'm like, okay, wow, cool, congrats. Like, we know that you can carry in Texas. I, I mean, it's yeah. not a red flag, uh, but I'm like, okay, wow, you're cool. I can carry a gun, too. Is, I'm trying to think of, uh, and I have a gun, so I'm not I'm not well, speaking down on it. Oh, me too. Uh, but I'm trying, yeah, we know. Okay, thanks. With your carry-out orders. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, man. For, for the truck the cup tax line is coming up with a lot of them. Yeah, let's get, let's get to that. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, people who like cats. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. That's a red flag. Frisbee golfers. <laughs> Frisbee golf is fun. Um, people who have best friends of the opposite sex. Oh, God. My wife probably texted that that's in. That's not a hobby, though. Right, it's Is not it? a hobby. Yeah. No, can't be. Uh, oh. Wine collectors. <laughs> oh, you your know sister. So my sister's a wine collector. They have, they have, they have 840 bottles. Or now it's who knows what it is, but it's over 800 bottles of wine in their house. Like they are wine collectors. That's what they do? They, they just they get new shipments in every single month. Uh, is is that a red flag? No, I don't think it's a red flag. No, that's a green flag. Go be yeah. friends with that person. Uh, cycling. Um, <laughs> be careful, K and C. I know, right? Uh, let's see. <laughs> CrossFit. I agree. CrossFit's yeah. a red flag. That is a massive red flag. Why? It's just because the, they don't, they don't they the first thing they love to tell you about is CrossFit. I think since you took a shot at me, mine is back at you with a little bit more seriousness. But like teen guy, like teen person and hardcore workout person, or like I can't oh, yeah. eat that. I can't go to that restaurant. I can't. I mean, it's not a. I mean, it's a red flag if we can't be friends, and that might be my first sixty seconds of turn off as well. Like, does that have? Does that drink have sugar in it? Wait, uh, like Choppy will read the back of you know certain ingredients. Now, if we're yeah. out and about, you know, you go with the flow. You'll take a I, shot. Um, you, you'll, you'll you'll eat and drink. But that person for me, I think, fits both categories. Like, okay, you got to be health. Workout, nut job freak, first 60, 60 seconds, we're not going to be friends. We're not going to socialize. We're not going to hang out. I, I got one. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but fake food allergy person. Who has a fake food? Why would you make up a food allergy? It's not that it's made up. Okay. Like, you know, I get peanut allergies yeah. and stuff like that. But like. Say what you want to say about gluten, Chop. The, gl- the gluten people, I man. I knew it. I knew that's <laughs> what yeah, he was right. saying. These fake food allergy people. Oh, that's spittle. I can't. Oh. I Kristen can't, can't I eat gluten. I can't eat their. They don't have a gluten-free menu. Like, <laughs> what, what did we legit? do 40, what did we do 12 years ago before anybody heard of gluten? They probably died. No, they didn't die. They swolled up. No, it's just, up. It, it, like, it doesn't, it's not one of these, like, it can kill things. It's it's technically not an allergy. I guess it's called an intolerance. It's just, like, you yeah. get, you get 
Sick. You know what? I get get sick when I eat pizza. You know what I do? I eat pizza. Why? (laughs) Because I like pizza, and I'm going to suffer the consequences. Now, now the the number one answer on the Reddit thread. This is for Ask Reddit, and the topic is what? What hobby is an immediate red flag? Is uh, is a means choppy gets a red flag from a number of people on Reddit. They say gambling is the top If like yeah. gambling is your hobby, then that's where they go, ah, that's a red flag. I, what I, about I smoking? I wonder like oh. cigarettes somebody, for people. Yeah, somebody said if, if somebody's got a hobby of like if they tell you their hobby is related to alcohol or like weed or something like that, then that's a red flag. Like, okay, that seems like it could be a problem if that's what you consider your hobby. Okay. Next one here. Oh, and this is where I'm going to come off like a real weirdo. Oh. Now what you're ingredient? Come off as a and real I'll, weirdo? I'll, I'll, I've led with Sean and Chops. So I'll let you go first here, Peyton. What ingredient ruins a sandwich for you? It's definitely mustard. Oh, you, you oh, gotta go. You gotta go mustard. mayo on the sandwich. That's the only condiment you can no. put on a sandwich. So, Justin. do you not eat mustard on hot dogs? No, I do. But this is lunch meat and like a sandwich. Okay. You, you gotta go mayo, mayo or nothing. Which if you're, certain, if you're going nothing, you're like weird. You can't do mayo on like salami or Ooh, like you know gross. any kind of cured meat. You're not going mayo. Mayo's got to be like for me when I put it on a sandwich, it's got to be a very thin layer. If it's like laid on there thick, it's like I'm, I almost taste like I'm like tasting fat when I eat it, and yeah. it's gross. I need more mayo versus less mayo. Because I'm fine with all the toppings. I mean, I'll put onions, lettuce, tomato, pickles, mm. all on like a, a lunch meat sandwich and stuff. I've but I gotta have mayo. I've now transitioned to like I can't do raw onions on a sandwich anymore. Oh, I it'll, love raw onions. It'll ruin it for me. Raw onions on a sandwich, I can't do. I can do red onions in a salad. Uh-huh. I like diced raw onion on tacos. But, like, in a sub now, like, I can't have raw onions in it. And I love onions. Yeah. But it's just, it overpowers it. It takes over. It ruins my breath. It's the stench in the air. I can't do raw onions on sandwiches anymore. I, I'm like that with banana in general. And I can't, I, any, you can't have banana? a Banana? I hate bananas. How can banana be the same as onions? Because you can't just do a hint of banana. There's no such thing. It just totally overpowers the taste structure of what right, you're eating. Right, Uh On a sandwich, there's mm. nothing else that can ruin a sandwich for me besides raw onion. When they, If, if they mix mayo and mustard together, yeah. I'm out. A lot of people have that problem. I can do it. I can do mayo and ketchup together. Okay. Okay, it's a very Canadian thing on a burger. Um, and you are Canadian. You always talk, course, about, talk so much about how much you love them. But I can't do mayo and mustard together. But you're putting ketchup basically on a sandwich? No, I would never. Nobody do that. puts saying, ketchup like, on sandwiches. I'm saying you think. can mix no. ketchup and mayo on like a burger, okay. and it's okay. I'm viewing this as like a cold sandwich, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is turkey. This is ham. Absolutely. This is Italian meat. Nine seven two dry is the only way you can ruin a sandwich. Oh, meat yeah. and cheese with no condiments is a sin. Bad Great. Bread. That's a good answer. It's tomato. Oh. Tomato ruins a sandwich. It's disgusting. You like raw onion, but not tomato. Right. Because and you can't Will you eat you, tomato on a salad? No. Will you eat diced tomato on a taco? No. So you just won't eat tomato. I'll eat tomatoes if they're stewed in like chili or something like that. I'll right. eat it like that. But tomato, I won't even take it off because if you peel it off, it leaves like tomato residue. <laughs> I I'm not kidding. I got I've got a sandwich one time that had tomato on it. I was starving and I threw it away. Because I couldn't just peel it off and eat it. God. Money bags, throwing away whole sandwiches. I mean, I did that when I was broke, when I was nine dollars. Well, when, when I was, at, when, yeah, I'm just saying, when I was a new Ford Explorer. Yeah, thank you to uh, Rockwell Ford. I don't have to buy Ford. a used car like everybody else. <laughs> I go for the new one. Let me pay ten grand over market. No. <laughs> not at, not at Rockwell Ford shop. <laughs> let's not, yeah, let's not go at any sponsors. So there it is. Uh, ask Reddit every Tuesday at this time with Roberto Belt. Any other final ones coming in? Uh, yeah, let's take a look here because uh, everything starts. Uh, Miracle about, Whip ruins a sandwich. By the way, what about religion for the first two questions? What if someone brings up religion for 60 seconds? Be honest. Are you turned off? Are you If they lead with that, are you like, oh, here we go? No, I think religion, mm. like cause to the for somebody who is religious, I think if they bring up religion, like if, if we're talking about a dating atmosphere, it's they want to know are we yeah. on That's going to be an important thing that needs to come up instantly. No, but what if like we're talking to Basic, right? And I'm like, okay, so this happened in life, and he in the first 30 seconds is like, well, in Corinthians, like da da da, and I would be like, mm, first minute, honestly, <laughs> I would, I would, I would be, I would be like, okay, we're probably not gonna. And good for you, you're probably going to heaven. I'm not, but we're not going to chill. If I'm they, just being yeah, honest. If they asked me. About my view, they, they you know if they just were just talking and and they brought up God in some way, I wouldn't bother me. Like it's just, but if they started like in the first minute 
asking me my testimony on things. But okay, no, no, that, that's 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 a bit much. Yeah, a lot of ma- the answer for a lot of people is mayo yeah. or specifically Miracle Whip, uh, pickles, pickles, tomatoes. Um, getting a lot of that. Tomatoes make a sandwich soggy. Cucumbers can ruin a sandwich. Ew, don't put cucumbers on a olives, sandwich. Olives, sauerkraut. Oh, a lot of that. oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've kind of turned on olives as well. So there it is. Ask Reddit Tuesday edition here. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. So I know you all talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I want to touch on it again. By the way, props finally to LaShawn McCoy. All right, co-hosting with David Hellman. We finally got an Eric Bieniemy player explaining this parallel move. What was y'all's takes on this, by the way, Eric Bieniemy going from the Chiefs to the Commanders? Uh, in a nutshell, had to do it, wrong decision. You cannot, you cannot, as an offensive coordinator, go somewhere where you have no quarterback and barely any weapons. You got one. Why did he have to do it? Because he obviously wasn't showing that he is an, a real offensive coordinator who calls plays. He doesn't okay. call plays. He had to go somewhere where he can call plays. I don't care what you do if you're not calling plays. Uh, but this is not the place I would have gone. I would have, I would have taken a year off before I went to a place with no quarterback. Yeah, I think he had to do it. If he wants to be a head coach, he had to do it. He had to get out of there. What, what but left didn't was Zach there? Taylor, Sean McVay calls the plays, right, for the yeah. Rams. Zach Taylor got the Bengals job. He didn't call the plays. Right. Zach Taylor uh, Zach Taylor wasn't even a coordinator when he got the job, wasn't he? Wasn't he just the quarterback's coach? Like, I don't even think he was the right? coordinator at the time because like, LeFleur had been the coordinator. Yeah. yeah, the actual play callers have... Like this is this has happened with lesser instances. It does. Mike McDaniel got a job without calling plays in San Francisco. B enemy, and we talked about this yesterday. It's a horrible look for the league, right? Yes. It, it like yeah. it, now is horrible, it, especially after Steichen and Gannon just lost the Super Bowl, and they're these new young white assistants that immediately get head coaching jobs. The Chiefs would be enemy win it. And he's got to accept the same level job. Yeah, it's a ba- it's bad optics, but it's also one of those things where it may be a case because, and this is what I told Chop yesterday. When you talk to people around the league, they'll tell you he's a bad interview. That's part of it is that when he sits down, he doesn't blow anybody away. And, and that was Kellen Moore's problem for a long time. Kellen just did the same thing, had to make a lateral move after he had been involved mm-hmm. in some, you know, potential head coaching hires and he didn't interview well. Yeah, but Kellen Moore doesn't have Eric Bieniemy's resume. No, but I'm just saying that Kellen Moore at least called plays. There's something tangible to grade him by. And so Bienemy, I think what they look at it as is it's similar to Marvin Lewis wasn't, well, he got a lot of credit for Baltimore and the defense there. There was a lot of questions about like, well, Rod Woodson, Ray Lewis, like, well, and like he was getting passed over for jobs. He went to Washington. He had to spend a year as the coordinator there and got another job. I think it's just, all right, I've got to go to Washington or go anywhere where I can call plays and there's something that they can really grade me by. Maybe he's Ron Rivera's replacement. Maybe... Like, why wouldn't Kansas City? I guess Kansas City would have retained him, but the enemy had to had to take a job where he's actually totally in charge of the offense. So, so the story here, one of the storylines here is he his role in Kansas City was overblown. 
I think that's what we're finding out. And LaShawn McCoy on FS1 went to Kansas City at the end of his career, and he laid out the truth on TV. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. Wow. Mm. Finally. Because I've been searching. We've been searching for mm-hmm. two years or more yeah. for a real Eric Bieniemy explanation. And that is a black former player under his staff laying it out. And LaShawn McCoy, you know, we mock him a lot, being a Dak troll and everything here on this show and being a hater. Um, but there he is explaining what the real setup is like in Kansas City. And then he gave one more clip talking about how the enemy deals with players. What makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, the enemy, he's my first practice. I couldn't believe it. He dog coaching. He dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like, it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because... He's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches don't never get a chance to be True. office coordinators. The yep. last one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I got to do my job, I'll be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously, uh, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't know. You know what? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, we, it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the, the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all. Wow. So, look, Andy Reid stood up at an owner's meeting or a big-time NFL meeting in the past and said, why isn't this guy hired? He's been called out a little bit for not being a strong enough advocate. Mahomes, after the Super Bowl, said, yes, Eric Bieniemy deserves it. But there is LaShawn McCoy saying he does not call the offense. Now he's in charge in D.C., and unfortunately, if history proves anything— mm. Uh, his head coaching career possibilities are now over. Oh, yeah. It's done. He has, but I mean, they have to go. It's going to end. They got to be a top 10 offense. Yeah. You know, and that's going to be hard to do with Sam Howell or whoever they have yep. this year. He sh- uh, he needs a hope for new ownership, a new culture, new player, new quarterback. Otherwise, uh, this is going to be stocked yeah. even further down. This is done going to DC. And then, like, the other side of it is like, for those that are saying like, oh, you know, he's going to go there and 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 you know, Ron Rivera's going to get fired midseason, and he's going to become the yeah. interim job. Nobody takes a job, <coughs> thinking that the I don't, that the head coach can get fired midseason because if the head coach gets fired midseason, it probably means your team stinks. Yep. And then, do we, you not think that Dan Quinn, what percentage of his pie, mentally, had to do with taking over for McCarthy? Oh yeah, I, but I mean, like Chop said there, like I think it's more about a mid-season like if it's just some disaster firing where then you're going to step in or something like that I, I well think- if McCarthy gets fired after next year yeah they, it, it may not be a disaster right they may lose in the first mm-hmm. round so that is different but you're well, still taking over for a problem right I think that Dan Quinn that would be in Dan Quinn's head probably because he'd think of it like I've shown the defense can do its job the last two years so if we were to lose again it's going to be the offensive side of the ball which will not stick to me and well, then we can yeah, but adjust. The offensive the offense has never shown that it's gonna be bad yeah. here. So if, if the Cowboys have a bad start of the season, it's probably Dan Quinn's fault. Yeah. But but you're right. Bigger difference fired mid season. Yeah. That's not gonna happen to McCarthy. R- right. Second, Ron Rivera could. Interim coaches hardly ever become the full time guy anyway. Uh since the year two th- since the year two thousand. <laughs> uh forty three coaches have been fired in season. Ten of the interims have gone on. The majority lasted like two years. Romeo Cornell took over for Todd Haley. 
He finished the year, and then he got the next year and went two and fourteen. Like that's the shortest one of of the interims, right? Only one guy really made uh, any kind of headway and stayed on, and that was Garrett. And now a fun debate in New York. By the way, Mike Fisher rejoins the show in ten minutes after the C.J. Stroud Cowboy draft rumor that he started that blew up yesterday. So Fish will join us coming up in 10 minutes. But the decision in New York, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, Jeff Darlington on ESPN with the latest. We have some hard conversations that are going to be happening in Florham Park this week because this one is getting extremely interesting. Derek Carr visiting with the team, and I'm told that it was a very positive meeting, that the Jets really believe that Derek Carr is the type of quarterback that can lead them to a potential championship. They also believe that the (laughs) meeting went really well. Here's the rub, though. Aaron Rodgers still lingers, and the team also remains fascinated in the possibility of adding him. So why is that a problem? The timeline. Right now, we're looking at a situation where Aaron Rodgers hasn't even gone to the Packers to say whether he wants to be traded. We don't know if the Packers would be willing to trade him. We obviously know that there's a decision to be made there. So do the Jets go hard for Derek Carr now? Or do they risk potentially losing him and waiting it out for Aaron Rodgers? It is an ultimate predicament. I expect hard conversations within Florham Park to figure out which direction they go on their quarterback position. Well, this is a tough one. Uh, Because you put yourself in a position to where, like, look, the owner of the Jets, Woody Johnson, has already said, like, yeah, I'll give him my two firsts for, I'll give him two firsts for Aaron Rodgers. What a name. I know, right? Uh, But then, like, what if Aaron, like, what if you say no to Derek Carr and then Aaron's like, no, I kind of want to stay. Like, you really trust anything Aaron Rodgers says right now? He's in his darkest retreat. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, what if you say yes to Derek Carr, then Aaron Rodgers comes out and says he wants to be the Jet or he wants to leave Green Bay? Like, it's a really difficult position to be in. All right, well, let's have the let's let's have the first discussion. Carr or Rodgers? Let's just start there. You're the New York Jets. Oh. Woo! Because Bobby doesn't like Rodgers. I believe Rodgers has something left. Are you a win-now Aaron Rodgers away piece? Factoring compensation, how good do you think Carr is? Do you draft another guy? Are you totally done with Zach Wilson? This is fascinating. I mean, It, it feels it, like the Jets would go get Rodgers. It feels like a Woody that, Johnson. That's a Jet move. That's a that's, Jet that's move. That's a Jet move. Uh, did they learn from Favre? The smart move is probably to get a quarterback that could still play and has years left. That's probably the smart move. But plus, you don't have to give up anything. Picks, right? Right. Sign them. But the Jets' roster is how close to really contending if you have a star quarterback year. What are they? They're 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 better than New England. I think they can be if you have very good quarterback play. Are you even with the Dolphins? Are you better than the Dolphins? Behind Buffalo, you know, they were seven and Dennis. They were a seven win team. There's look before Tom Brady got there, the Bucks won seven games. The Jets won seven games with some of the worst quarterback play you've ever seen. Yeah, like that's not that bad, and that's a right. tough division too. Bobby, let's go. What do you think? What are you doing? We're in the room. Probably, like I'll go with Carr if you're like committed to getting one of the two because, like, I think Rodgers is more done than Carr. Um, but I also know like. Carr being anywhere close to done is, a serious, is that much more of a drop because he was never as good as Rodgers was. So to me, I'm probably, I still need other stuff on offense. So I'm probably taking Carr, signing Carr, and then using resources to get elsewhere because Aaron Rodgers is going to tie my hands into how much more I can build around the offense. Choppy? I would probably get the guy that's available now versus the guy Well, they're that- both available. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. That's done. He, again, again do, you, do you trust anything right now with that guy? Well, let's just assume he's going to play next year. And all the reports are they're done. They're done with him. Yeah. So, compensation, what do you think he has left versus Carr? I'm surprised you're not answering Carr quicker. You're a Carr guy. I'm not. I, I am a Carr guy. Carr's, I mean, Carr's proven that he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But, yeah. you know, he's like, the, he's a, you know, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. He's in that same group with about a dozen other guys that are, that, that could argue that they're like the, 10th or 12th best quarterback in the league. Um, I'd probably just go with him. I mean, Car. He's, yeah, he doesn't cost you anything. He's younger. All right. Uh, Mike Fisher stirring up the the Dakheads. 
by saying the Cowboys are interested in this quarterback that would be drafted very, very high. Are they tagging Pollard, cutting Zeke, tampering with Trayvon Diggs, moving on from Schultz? The one and only Mike Fisher returns to Sean and RJ next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.